this series under construction. Nick opened us up talking about what it looks like to control our thoughts. And then I spoke on what it looks like to guard our hearts from bad habits that we might allow in our heart instead of leaning in on the gifts that God has given us. And last week, Amanda spoke on how we could better tame our tongues and the importance of doing so. This week, we are going to be talking about what it looks like to keep good company through the lens of, and posture of love. I felt like it was fitting, you know, one, I've been called to this. I felt like God was really speaking to me the past couple of weeks on love, what it looks like to love others. But, you know, it's Valentine's Day weekend. I know some of you guys have love on your mind. Or you just love your parents and your friends. And so in that, I, wait, question, question. Do you guys, does, does the school still do, do they still do like Valentine? Can you give your, your like people Valentine's in school? You can buy roses? That's crazy. That was not what it was back in the day. Yes, yes, here. You can't give an answer. I'll, I'll talk about it. Sorry, sorry. Yes, no, no, no. Yeah, I just wanted to know because I feel like Valentine's Day, like, I remember that was the thing in high school, but like, I never got any. No one gave me any. Nice, Gio. Awesome. Thanks. All right. I love the energy and the enthusiasm, but I like that, you know, we can go back and forth. We're quiet and I say something and we're loud again. But tonight we're going to be talking about the importance of surrounding yourself with good and loving community. But more importantly, not just surrounding yourself. I feel like this is something that we talk about a lot, you know, having a good community, having a good group of friends. But it's more than that. It's more than boys. Come on. Everett, turn around. I'm calling people out tonight. I'm feeling it. What I'm saying is tonight, it's more than just having good friends. It's about maintaining that and loving them through some of their burdens and some of the hardships. And so tonight, we're going to look and break down a passage um, where love is prevalent in good community. You'll hear the word God and love a lot, which are two good words to hear a lot. And in that, we're going to be reading 1 John 4, 7 through 12. So if you want to pull it up on your phones, it's not on Instagram. It's on the Bible app or online. And also, I'm going to have it on the screens above. So, man. (laughs) All right, so verse 7 starts and it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his, his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved if, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and, the lo- and his love is perfected in us. And so what I love is, like, right off the bat, John is telling us to love one another. Verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for, for, for from love is from God. And so what I'm, what I'm, seeing, what I'm saying is, is, and John is saying in this passage that um, it's something that isn't groundbreaking. You know, we, we know that we're supposed to love others. You know, we've heard it a lot. I feel like most weeks we say, like, oh, love your, like, love your enemies and stuff like this. But I think what's so important about what John is saying here is that it's not something that you're supposed to hear one time. It's something that we're supposed to hear many of times. And so here, what he's saying is that love increases with exercise. And so what that really truly means is that love takes practice. 
It's something that, you know, is can, and can be uncomfortable to the, the normal and natural person because it takes effort. And sometimes when you do things like me, I don't like, it's hard for me to put effort towards things that I don't like doing. So that was for me, schoolwork. I did not like to put effort towards schoolwork because it wasn't, it wasn't something I loved. But in this setting, God is kind of telling us, you know, this is going to take some effort. This is going to be hard. And so that's why it's uncomfortable and it's unnatural for us to love and love others. And so a few weeks ago, I talked on guarding our hearts and what that looks like. And, you know, like I said, how bad habits can creep into our thoughts. And in that, um, one, of the negative, one of the bad habits that I was telling you all about that I struggle with is negativity. See, on this journey, uh, it's, this is a funny story. So as I'm walking through this journey, I told you I've been going to counseling. and I've been really working on my self-talk and positivity and loving myself, really trying to find like words of affirmation towards myself. And so as I'm driving to counseling one day, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is what I've been struggling with. I just need to be better at loving myself. I need to have better words. And some guy cuts me off driving out of St. Bede's. And my first instinct is, okay, brights are on. We're going we're gonna to drive. We're going to ride real close to him. Talk about loving your neighbor, you know. This guy pulls out of a church, a neighboring church. And my first instinct as I'm trying to love myself is that I'm going to ride this guy and have my brights on. That's not loving your neighbor. That's not loving anyone. I did the opposite of what I'm trying to tell myself to do. And so, so often what happens is we find ourselves, you know, trying, okay, I'm going to love myself. But, but that's not what, what he's telling us to do. You know, I think it takes two steps. It takes loving ourselves, but it takes loving the people around us. And so in that love increases with exercise. And what I'm trying to say here is that um, we a lot of times put on these emotional blinders and we lose sight of this bigger picture, this bigger picture that, you know, there is more than just, you know, following some guy with my brights on. There's more than that. You know, who knows if he was in a rush and had to get somewhere. We get, we get so lost in emotion and, oh, my gosh, he cut me off. Like, how could he do that? And so many other instances that you guys could, could think about in your head. Much like breaking a habit and working out and so many other practical examples, like I said, it is uncomfortable at first. It's not your first instinct when it comes, when, when someone cuts you off. But that's what we're called to do. See, if we are to know God, we are to know that God is love. And I think, and I think what, we get, what gets missed a lot is that um, when, we lo- when we we're told to love others, we don't think about loving the people we know closely. And I think partly that's okay. You know, we are called to love people we don't know. But I think sometimes that gets passed over the people that we do know. We don't love those people, or we don't think to love those people because they're in our lives. Um, and I think that's important. Um, so for me, I think, um, sorry, I lost my point. Uh, but for those people in your life right now, are you loving, yeah, the question is, are you loving those in your community right now? For me, when I looked back and I thought about this question, as God had put it on my heart, I thought about I don't think I have been loving my neighbors well. I don't think I've been loving my close, close friends. I've kind of just said, oh, I'm close with them. You know, they haven't really said anything to me, so I'm not going to really ask or think anything of it. I'm not going to think about the friends that I have. You know, they might be going through certain instances or things in their life. I'm not going to think about that, you know, because I have other things to think about. And so I think what, what, what John is telling us to do here is to, to love not only people that we don't know, but people in our close community. I think a lot of times I think selfishly, not selflessly, it's, it's easy to think about yourself because we are the only ones that are living our life first person, feeling all the emotions first person. And so I think a perfect example of this clip right here is uh, a fan favorite of myself. It is the movie Ratatouille. And so John's going to play a clip on the screen right now. Great movie. Great movie. I know, I know. I hear a lot of cheers. We're going to watch a clip right here. 
and then I'll talk and explain what this clip is trying to say. Boys. It must be joking. All right. We can clap for Ratatouille. Yeah, wow. All right. Shh, listen up, listen up, listen up. Shh, that was a great clip. That was a phenomenal clip. But what I'm trying to say with this clip is that there was this man, Anton Ego, who lived his whole life in this negative cloud, this cloud of oh, pride almost and selfishness, knowing that his reviews could affect anyone's life. But in that, the minute he tries this ratatouille, he remembers the food. But not only does he remember the food, he remembers the love that his mom had for him. That there was a bad day that he would come home and she would make his favorite meal for him. Not because he did anything, but because she loved him dearly. And I want you to take a moment in your heads, you can say it out loud if you want, where you kind of felt loved by someone, could be a friend, could be a stranger, could be your parents. Just take a moment and remember a moment where you felt loved by someone in your life. Boys, come on, let's be serious. And think about how that felt. And I want you to hold on to that moment and use it as a motivation to share the love of God that he has given us. If we have seen his love work in our lives and have had these mountaintop experiences and experienced his love and has been impacted by his love or the love of others, then why are we not trying to share it with everyone? It's almost like sometimes, again, going back to selfishness, you know, sometimes when we find gold or we, some exciting things happen to us, sometimes you want to share it with others and sometimes you kind of want to hide it because you don't want to tell anyone about it. And I don't think that's a good thing and I don't think that's a healthy thing. And so what I'm telling you is this love that God has given us, we are called to share it. And that's what we hear in John here. And so go out of your way and meet a friend. Meet with a friend that maybe you haven't talked to in a while. Or maybe a school relationship. I feel like, you know, there are, you know, I know, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. There's kind of friends in school and then there's friends, you know, outside of school. Maybe it's a school relationship with a friend that you could see being more intentional than just being a school friend. And you will see when you embody God's love, you will see the ways God impacts not just your life, boys, but those, Jake, come on. In, the, in our community. 
And so, like I said, John 4, 4, 9, I mean, yeah, 4, 9 says, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God has sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And so what I see here is that God's love is is sacrificial. It's not just abounding. It's not just consistent, but it's sacrificial. What I love and what thinks what stands out is this, like, regarding to other religions, is that typically there is a separation between the, the God and the people. But what I love here and what I love about our God is that there isn't a separation, that he came down to earth and walked in our shoes, not just to walk in our shoes because he's like, oh, what does these humans look like? Maybe their food is good. Because he wanted to, sac- to live and, and sacrifice his life for our sins. He wasn't doing it for himself. He was doing it for us. He came here to die for our sins. And we read that in verse 10. It says, in this is love, not that he is loved not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Meaning, he didn't, we didn't deserve it. We didn't earn this. We didn't love him, so this is him returning the favor. He loved us, and so that's why he sent his son to be sacrificed on a cross for our sins. When we acknowledge and practice this reality, that love is sacrificial, we'll see the great impacts in our lives lives. You will learn that love isn't just an emotion, but it is an action as well. Loving, me go, loving means going out of your way to, to intentionally love those around us. Maybe that looks like instead of going home one day after a long day, maybe you, you, know, so you see a friend that's struggling and you, you take time out of your day to just walk with that friend before going home. Maybe that looks like spending more time in the word with friends, small group. And maybe that looks like meeting people that you don't know and walking with them. And so this, what happens is this, we wrap up these couple points, add to our, my last point, and that is love is God's method. We read in verse 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. And so John, John brings up loving one another as God so loved us again because of how important and how foundational of a pillar it is in our lives. And like I said, you never know the impact of someone's life when you love and you think and go outside of your way. And so now I'm going to get to my shoes. And so the other day, we have a, a, it's called a digital devotion and prayer every Wednesday, and a lot of staff members come, and some congregants come. And so for me, my wife and I, we're planning on, you know, buying a house. We got a new dog. We have a lot of expenses that uh, cost a lot. And so I had these nice sneakers. And what I typically do is to keep them alive is I glue, I glue the edges of them. I glue the fronts of them because I, I drag my feet, which is not a good habit. And when I drag my feet, I then forgot to glue them one time. And I had these massive holes in my shoes. And so I then decided, well, I can't, I don't want to buy new shoes right now because, you know, we're saving all this money for all these other things. And so I taped my shoes. And so I went to prayer, and people were looking at my shoes, and they're like, what's, what's the deal, Brad? I'm like, oh, no, like, nothing's wrong with my shoes. They're great. I just taped my shoes. And so a good older friend of mine, he came up to me, and he said, hey, Brad, like, what's wrong with your shoes? I said, nothing, nothing. No, I just, you know, I'm trying to, we're saving money. I have taped shoes. Life is good. And so then later on that day, Rich Sylvester, uh, he came into my office. He said, hey, we got to move something big. I said, ooh, I'm, you know, I, you know, I got muscles. I'm here to move something big. So we took the shuttle, and I'm here. he's driving, and we take all these weird turns. I'm like, what is that? Rich, where is whatever we're getting? You're not even telling me what we're getting. 
And so then all of a sudden we kind of pull up to the outlets and I'm like, Rich, what are you doing? He said, Brett, you never let anyone love you. So let me and some other people love you and we're going to buy you new shoes. And so we go into the Adidas, Adidas store. He says, you could buy any shoe in here. And I'm like, hearts pounding, like head hurting. I'm like, well, I don't want, this is not like, stop here. Let me, like, what's happening? I'm like, I was trying to, I, I have muscles. So like, what's happening? And so then he's like, no, 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 no. We love you so much that we want to buy you new shoes. He said, a congregant saw your shoes and he said, I love Brett so much that here is some money to buy new shoes. Here, here's some more money. And so then I got new shoes. And today, as we drove back in the shuttle, I'm, I'm tearing up, I'm crying, because I felt so loved that he didn't know the impact. He just took in the kindness of his heart through God's love, loved me so much. And we never know when we love people that we don't know, people that we do know, and our close friends, when we love them, we don't know the impact that it can have on their lives. And this is just such a simple impact, but one that really, really spoke to me. And so now we, we read in verse 12, it says, and he finishes, he says, God, if we love another, it says, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and love is perfected in us. And I, I was thinking to myself and I thought, that is just such an incredible part. Part of that verse, you know, it says, God, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. And I thought to myself, that's my main point. If we love another and God abides in us, then his love is perfected in us. Love is such an integral part in loving not only just our communities, but the people we do know and don't know. And so I encourage you this, this week to, to love and to care and to think more intentionally about your friends, people you know at school, and people you don't know because you never know who you're going to impact. See, when we love one another, God abides in us and his love isn't perfected in us. So that's all I have for you guys tonight. I'm going to pray us out real quick.